please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Roger, main B undervolt. Okay, stand by 13, we're looking at it. Welcome to Positive Arse Talks, hosted by Mike. The show that talks all things Arsenal, looking to build a positive relationship amongst the fans and players. Grab your cup of tea and stick around with me. It's Thursday, February 18th, 2021, episode 18, in the midst of a cram schedule. Welcome to episode number 18. I apologize for the delay in getting this episode out, as I was supposed to get it out on Monday this past week, this past Monday, but I was a bit sore from snowboarding the day before on Valentine's Day with my girlfriend. I had a blast, and, you know, it was all fun, but uh, there were a few points that uh, I had some heavy falls. Nothing's broke, nothing nothing damaged, uh, Nothing that I can't function as a normal human being, but I will say on Monday I was one sore, sad sack of lump stuck in bed all day. I was supposed to be back home in Pennsylvania on Sunday night, but there was no way I was driving after that. And yeah, well, here we are. I mean, plus... It works out because I wanted to get uh, tonight's game in, and I I really particularly enjoy recording when it's snowing out, and it wasn't on Monday, and it is today. Um, getting hit with these storms again. If anyone from Texas is listening to this, um, just wanted to say I apologize if you're dealing with any of the crap that's happening in the Midwest, the Southern Midwest. That's it's unbelievable and i wish that uh there were some more people that were trying to do their best to take care of all of you guys but um you know you're in my intentions and i hope the very best for all of you guys and stay safe please i i beg you nobody go into the garage keep the doors closed and turn on your cars that's that's a bad move okay last thing we need to do is see that uh people take their lives that way with all the carbon monoxide and i apologize to stray away from uh you know soccer news but if you're not aware uh, in the united states a bunch of wind turbines and uh different things that kept houses warm aren't functioning at this current moment because no wind is being generated and power is not been moved from certain grids to another and there are people that are just stuck in the freezing cold um i mean i've seen videos and pictures of people's ceilings just coming down uh water pipelines are frozen i've seen garage stations where cars are parked inside of them and because the water lines broke or pipes broke water got on the cars and they're completely covered in ice like there's no way you're getting through it unless you try to pick through it and who's to say that you pick through that you're not going to damage the cars there's just a lot going on you know and i hope the best for them stay safe helps on the way i mean there's people that are watching from all over the world and don't you worry you know i i hope for the best that comes soon to follow and you know just stay safe stay warm 
I'm trying to figure out the best place to donate any type of money, food, supplies, or anything of that sort. I haven't found anything that I feel comfortable sending to just because of how many people exist in this world that will try to profit off of a misfortune of somebody else's thing that's going on. You know, that's... It's, it's messed up. It's it's the F word. It's 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 really effed up, you know? But we're gonna talk about soccer and now that that's out of the way, let's uh go back into a little jittery mood, you know. I got my cup of tea here, I'm taking sips of things, it's snowing, just having fun. But today's topics include discussing our twenty third and twenty fourth English Premier League games, which were against Aston Villa and Leeds as well as our first round of 32 tie against Benfica, which we just played uh, moments ago. I think the match just ended about, uh, give or take, 30, 35-ish minutes from me starting to record this. So, yeah, let's get right on this. So, first thing we'll talk about is the Arsenal versus Aston Villa game, which we unfortunately lost one nothing. So the lineup looked as such. We had Matty Ryan and net because Bern Leno had to serve his match suspensions. We'd actor Bellerin at right back. Rob holding at right center back. Gabriel Magalhães playing at left center back. Cedric Suarez is still in as Tierney was out with a muscle injury at this time. And we had uh, Thomas Partey and Rana Chaka in the center defensive mid roles. We had Saka playing as the right attacking mid. Smith Rowe playing as the center attacking mid. Pepe playing as the left attacking mid. And Alexandra Lacazette as the striker. And let's get right into it. So in the first minute, a long ball came to Gabriel, who got a foot onto it, and he was able to play the ball toward Cedric. Cedric received the ball, tried passing the ball back to Gabriel, but the layoff was so weak that uh, Triari was actually putting pressure on them at this moment in time. Triari was able to pick up the ball that was laid off and play it in the middle for good old Ollie Watkins. He's a big Arsenal fan. We know who he is. It would be nice to see him in an Arsenal shirt, but that's not the case, right? He's not an Arsenal player at this moment, and he scored. Uh, Rob Holding kind of tried to get in the way of it, but unfortunately it went between his legs for 1-0. Again, that's just poor play from Cedric, and that that really can't happen. We're we're missing KT. Don't worry. I mean, at least I am. I have some of the jerseys. <laughs> uh, in the 28th minute, we saw Saka won a free kick right outside the 18-yard box. As Shaka came up to take an, oh my, what a shot it was. It was going towards the top right corner of the net, and Emmy Martinez got his hands to it. It was all about the footwork. He knew where Shaka was going to. I mean, they've been training together for how many years as Arsenal players, so I'm sure he knew where he was going, where he was going to be spotted, and where to get himself placed in, so great save on his part, but boo, no goal for Arsenal. In the 31st minute, I just have general questions here, so if the rep gives Kansa a yellow card, right? It's fair to assume that uh, in the play that it happened during where Saka was running towards net, nobody else was there. He was the last line of defense. He takes him out. That's a that's that's based off the premise that he was preventing a goal scoring opportunity, right? So we get red cards for it, but others don't. Got it. Yeah, but uh, you know, 
I've watched a replay, and it looks like Saka tripped over himself. There should have really been a fail at all, but if the card's given on that premise, should it not be a straight red, or should it not? I, you know, I'm just asking genuine questions here, because as Arsenal fans, we know that this very thing happens to us, and there's no questions asked. It's, it's always a red card. There's no debate, okay? Maybe it's something with the refs or something like that. That's the way they all think. They're different. You know, it's just bullshit. <laughs> uh, but 50th minute with a Barkley fan Watkins wide to his right, and he did get a shot off that Matty Ryan inevitably had to make a brilliant save against. In the 64th minute, we saw Pepe played a great cross in the six-yard box from the byline, but Martinez got his hands to it before it could get to Abu, who's sitting there right in front of the net, just... Emmy Martinez is something else, you know. Um, the 79th minute. I'm sorry. 67th minute. We saw Saka played across into the middle for Aubameyang, but his header went wide away from goal. And, you know, in those moments, if you're a striker and you're that tall, he's like 6'1", 6 He might be taller than what I'm saying right now. He's in the six feet range, right? That's got to be on target, like, at the net, or at least at the goalie. It, looked like it didn't even, like, really go out of bounds. It just kind of went across <laughs> the line. It wasn't because the ball was too far. It wasn't too far away from its head or anything. He barely even had to jump for it, you know. It just seemed effortless. But in the 79th minute, Saka gave the ball away in our own half. As we were, he was playing left back by this point. Uh, we made a switch to put... Um, William in, take out Cedric, and push Saka back, right? Our best goal scorer right now. Put him in the back. But, whatever, not my call. Uh, and, because he was there by this point, he gave the ball away, and it went straight to Watkins. He was able to find Grealish out to the left, and he shot a rocket that Ryan was able to get his hands to in order to keep the game at one goal. Just wanted to say, you know, filling in for Leno can be appreciative it's on one nothing. There was definitely a few other scenarios where other things could have happened, right? We've already kind of speaked about them. They've happened now. But in the 82nd minute, almost the same thing happened, but, you know, this time reverse the players. Grealish found Watkins, and Watkins shot. Went a little wide right, and, you know, we're just giving up the ball way too easily in the middle in our own half. It's that's got to stop, you know. But in the 90th plus two, Saka played across into the middle that no one was able to get a head or a foot to, and Odegaard went to kick the ball after him. He had it in his hands, and that could have ended up being really bad or like some type of card, but we lucked out on that one, right? But it resulted in a one nothing loss. And let me just pull up the lineup, but we will get right into the Leeds match. And... We ended up winning 4-2. to And the lineup went as such. Leno and Nett, Bellerin at right back. Luis, right center back. Magale, or Gabriel Magale. Well, I don't even know how you say it. I'm just reading it off of this app. If you have this app, it's one football, one football. Gabriel is playing the left center back. We had left back as Cedric Suarez still. We had Chaka in the middle. Uh, in the Aston Villa game, I didn't really speak about it just because it almost seemed 
Well, I would inevitably have to talk about it now, right? So Bio said the villain for Partey because Partey was having muscle issues again towards the end of that game and actually had to be subbed out at some point. But, Wakai Saka is playing the right attacking mid. Odegaard was playing center attacking mid. Smith was playing that left attacking mid. Or left mid, right mid, whatever you want to call it. And we had Aubameyang playing up top as striker. And here we go. In the first minute, there was a great bit of exchange play between Odegaard and Emile Smith-Rowe, where Odegaard laid the ball off for Emile Smith-Rowe, but his shot went wide and right over the net. In the 12th minute, Harrison played across toward Bamford, whose header went right to Leno. That could have ended up a little bit worse, just because he is their top goal scorer right now. But, way to keep his hands real sticky to the ball. In the 13th minute, Xhaka found a hole through the middle. To get the ball to Aubameyang, right? Aubameyang decided to take on his man one-on-one and did a few step-overs with enough power on a shot to put it in between the defender's legs and into the back of the net. 1-0 Arsenal. It was able to beat Ailing on the one-on-one, and then Cooper tried sliding in through the middle, and that's whose legs it went between because it was too late to come over and help. In the 25th minute, Rafinha saw, um, he found Harrison across the box, but a shot went right to Leno as he had to take the shot with his weaker foot. In the 28th minute, Louise uh, received the ball behind the defense at the 6-yard line and was able to play a ball across the box toward Aubameyang, whose shot was blocked by Ailing in the end. I mean, that what a beautiful exchange of play, and unfortunate not to finish that, because it was literally inside the 6-yard box. But, let's keep up the pressure, right? In the 33rd minute, we saw Saka was dribbling into the box after receiving a pass from Odegaard, and he was brought down by Cooper for a PK. The ref reviewed this call through the halfway screen and ruled out the PK for saying that Saka fell over too easily. But I'd like to commend this ref for finally doing the thing that I want refs to do. Why don't you take a look for yourself? Don't just listen to some guy in your earpiece, right? Don't listen to that guy. Why, why don't you go review it yourself? You're the guy in the middle of that pitch, right? If you didn't see it clearly, then use the screen to your advantage, right? In the 39th minute, Mounier ended up taking too long to try and get rid of the ball in the 18-yard box, and Saka went ahead and put pressure on him, right? He couldn't play with his hands because the ball was already played back to him on his feet. After that... <laughs> The ball came too far from his feet because he tried dribbling up a little bit more. Saka shoved his body to defend the ball, right? Like he was possessing it, and Mounier ended up kicking him and took him out, resulting in a penalty kick for us. This one stood. Aubameyang came up to take the PK, and it's 2-0. In the 45th minute, we saw Saka dribbled around the 18-yard box and found Abba with space on the left. Aubameyang played a cross into the 6-yard box where Bellerin headed the ball down toward Emile Smith-Rowe. Then Emile Smith-Rowe found Ceballos behind him as a trail. Ceballos found Bellerin on the run on a through ball in between Ramsey's legs and Bellerin finished for the third goal. That was beautiful. We went up 3-0 by the end of the first half. Well, second half started and we didn't take too long to get started back up. In the 47th minute, Emil Smith-Rowe dribbled into the box and was able to outside kick the ball with his right foot, resulting across to wide open Aubameyang, who headed the ball in for his first Premier League hat-trick. 
Oh, that is beautiful. It's always nice to see that that guy does something. I just bought a bunch of, or I bought custom-made shoes for Aubameyang, you know, from Dazzler's Craft. It's just a beautiful sight to see one of my favorite Arsenal players on this team right now find his form and get on the goal sheet. Ah, man of the match, definitely by this point. But in the 58th minute, Leeds won a corner that resulted in Stroke smashing it into the back of the net with his head. Arsenal still up 4-1 at this point, right? In the 68th minute, Robinson dribbled down the left side and was able to pass the ball toward the center of the 18-yard box where Helder Croster was, and he was there to finish it on the first time to make the game 4-2. Nothing really happened up until this point, but in the 83rd minute, Arsenal almost got a fifth goal. Saka received the ball from El Nenny and took a shot toward the left side of the goal, but it hit the woodwork and came right back out. When the ball rebounded, Cedric was all sides at that moment, and the ball was when the ball was kicked by Saka. And that pretty much clears up that game. Nice to get three points against that team because, trust me, we know what can happen with them. And, oh, man. That team can really cause you a lot of damage just because they will hurt you in terms of trying to press you really hard. But we took their game and played it against them. So, albeit, <laughs> that's one for us, right? And let's get into tonight's game that just happened. It was against Benfica in our first Europa League round of 32 tie. We ended up tying 1-1, but we'll go over the game as such. In the sixth minute, or I'm sorry, the lineup, duh. <laughs> the lineup looked as such. Then we'll get to the sixth minute of the game. We have Berlino in net, Hector Bellerin at right back. David Luiz at right center back. Gabriel left center back. Cedric Juarez at left back. But we saw Kieran Tierney on the bench. That's always a good sight to see. And eventually came into this game. Uh, Granit Xhaka was playing center defensive mid with Danny Ceballos. Then we had Saka, Odegaard, and Smith Rowe as the three. And we had Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang up top. And let's get to the sixth minute now. So Ceballos slipped but won the ball and tapped it to our Bellerin, right? Uh, it's a weird situation where the ball came to his feet. He slipped. A guy kind of got to it. Then we he, he won it back, and it went straight to Bellerin, right? Bellerin sent the ball <clears throat> to Ceballos down the line, and he played a great cross in the middle, and there was a round four, unfortunately. In the ninth minute, Xhaka had the clear had a clear open ball to Cedric on the left side when they were on a counterattack, but decided to try and force it across the middle of Saka. I just kind of wasn't understanding that, but whatever. Uh, I think it's clear to see that these guys aren't as confident playing Cedric with the ball on the left side as much as they would with Tierney, and rightfully so. I mean... He's not that dominant foot, right? He's a right-footed player, and it's just unfortunate he can't really wrap around too much to get good crosses played in. But it is what it is. In the 18th minute, Ceballos played a great ball from the amazing run Beller made behind the defense by placing himself wide on the last man. And Beller laid the ball across the six-yard box for Aubameyang, but he missed it. 
it's just one of those moments where you got to score that, man. I mean, how much closer do you need to get to the, the net? It almost looks like uh, there's certain moments when he's just not even looking at the ball or anything, you know. And I'm not saying you have to be staring at a ball to kick it right, but if you're trying to score on that, he's just looks like he's just not as focused as much as he would have been in this scenario similar to last year or something, you know, but hey, whatever. Um, in the 23rd minute, there was great shielding of the ball for Louise from a long ball. I know that he gets a lot of stick, and I just wanted to point this out. He does make some smart plays, and later on in the episode, I think he made a dumb play, right? <laughs> uh, 25th minute. I don't know how many times that we need to see that it's not working, that we're offsides, but I think by this point we already have five offsides, right? The 25th minute, come on. It was a great exchange of play between Bellerin and Saka, and then just wasted. Clearly we could see they were playing a high line, and even the manager for Benfica was pretty much telling them to do that. I mean, you could see him waving his hands to just keep pushing up. Uh, in the 27th minute, Saka took a shot that was to be finessed into the left bottom corner, but the keeper got to it fast. In the 45th minute, a long ball was played towards Ceballos from Gabriel, right? But for whatever reason, this is the David Luiz error. He didn't say anything to Ceballos when he saw Grimaldo was coming to intercept the pass, and he ducked. Grimaldo dribbled toward the goal and got to the byline trying to cross it, but Ceballos blocked the pass out for a corner. Like, why are we causing our own problems? <laughs> In the 52nd minute, Ceballos laid off a cheeky back heel to Saka, but then Saka pulled the ball to take a step back and, well, to get past the defender and shot wide, right? In the 55th minute, we saw there was a goal from Benfica. The ball was out wide for the Benfica player trying to cross in to the box, and unfortunately, Emil Smith-Rowe got himself caught into an error where he was trying to make his body go in front of the ball, but he flailed his hand up, and because the ball hit his hand and he's inside of the box, got to give that penalty, right? The PK was given, and it was scored by Pietic, right, from Benfica. They're up 1-0. Shortly after, about two minutes later, in the 57th minute, Aubameyang had received the ball inside the box, and he settled it and played it back to Odegaard. Odegaard played a beautiful one-time ball inside the 18-yard box to Cedric behind this defense, and Cedric was able to one-time across the 6-yard box to Saka, who was on the end of it, to finish it to tie the game at 1-1. That's an away goal for us, so it counts a little bit more than it would for them right now, right? In the 63rd minute, we saw Odegaard picked up a great through ball to Alba, but a shot went left of the goal post. Again, just not really looking like himself, and could have scored a few goals. I saw that he posted something on his Instagram right before I started recording this. And good of you to say that and man up for it. But hey, we got another game next week, right? And the last thing I really had set down here was in the 74th minute. There was a long ball that was played to Alba from Gabriel. And he beat the man, the last defender, right? And then got in between the goalie. But the goalie came out. Instead of taking a shot at Nettie, he tried doing like a back heel move right to clip it in between but wasn't really getting in between two players at least i didn't think that was gonna happen but there goes that uh 
We have the away goal, right? We have another game next week against Benfica. We'll see how it looks. Uh, Tierney looked pretty good coming into the game. Uh, he was only in from the 65th minute, I think, to the 90th. So, good 25, 27-ish minutes, right, with uh, full time. But, in conclusion, we didn't get a single point against Aston Villa this season. And it's gutting to say the least, but at least both games were... Issues caused by our own players due to their lethargic mistakes. So it's something that we can move on from and hope for the best that we can learn from these constant mistakes and hope that these errors don't lead into next year and we see Astonville two times again. The Leeds game was brilliant and I want to see more tenacity going forward. Right, It's great to see Arsenal's first hat-trick of the season and it to be Aubameyang's first Premier League hat-trick ever. So... Well-deserved, and great to see him in a form again, and hopefully this leads to more goals. I know that tonight that didn't really happen, but we could use him against Man City on Sunday, right? It's the next big game coming. As for Benfica tonight, we were a bit lethargic yet again with our offense, not adapting to Benfica's high line all night. I mean, we ended the game with eight offsides, and that's despicable to me at this level. Hopefully we'll learn from this and we can come out next week more aware of our surroundings. But nonetheless, the first 30 minutes was an all-out press to the max and we need to make sure we can continue to improve on this and show for our hard work. Make sure that it counts, otherwise all the offsides just ruin it, right? I'll call it here, but like I said, remember we've got City this Sunday and I can't wait for that. It's 11.30 in the morning Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S., so, so guess we'll see what happens, right? Love and light, my friends. Until next time. Come on, you gutters! So Girl, is that hell or something against someone?